All right, guys, welcome to episode 23 of the Self Love Effect podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings. And um, excuse me this week, I promise I'm not sick or anything. I'm just really congested due to (laughs) soccer coaching. Oh, but shout out to my Avengers. We did win five to two and Lincoln scored two goals. So super stoked. Um, But now that I'm recovering over here, I have a very special, inspirational, vulnerable, very outspoken individual with me today. Um, We are going to go down the path of mental health and depression. Um, But I feel like this is very different in regards to one thing's talking about it. Another thing is actually sitting down with someone that's currently going through it, living through it, um, and trying to still show up as the best version for herself, for her family, for her kid. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I think it's very powerful and it's going to be very vulnerable. Um, so with me today and for the street parking community, you guys know her as jalapenos, chips, and lifts. <laughs> just that makes me hungry. <laughs> but with me today, I have, oh, here we go. Eliani? There you go. Okay. I need to have my Mexican side over here with me coming out. I don't know. So I've been married too long to a white man. Um, but <clears throat> anyway, I'm going to read off a quote to you guys and I found it. And I honestly, I don't know. You tell me if this sounds right. Okay. okay. Um, because obviously I, I've never been through what you're going through but I found it and I'm going to read it to you. So depression isn't glamorous or a fucking aesthetic. Depression is ugly. It's raw. It's overwhelming. It'll leave you in bed for days at a time with no motivation to even take a shower. It'll make you push away everyone who tries to help. It'll make you insecure. It's horrifying. So I don't know what it's like and um but i you know hopefully there's somebody that is tuning in to this podcast this week and is able to sit back and listen to this and feel like they don't have to do it alone anymore they don't have to hide in the shadows um that they could talk about it that they could seek help um so if you're currently if you feel triggered please feel free to get off this podcast and stop listening. And I encourage you to call someone, call helpline. There's so many sources now available to all of us. Um, and don't be scared because you're not the only one going through it. All right. So before we get any further, because, you know, I think we can both agree that we're chatty Cathy's. Um, <laughs> yeah. Eliani, she also, so she's a mom. She's a street parker. That's how I know her. She's a stay-at-home mom. She's also an entrepreneur. I can't even speak today. (laughs) She actually has her paints enchanted. And let me tell you, this girl can paint. So she had made Lily shoes for her fourth birthday. And one has Ariel and Jasmine. And Lily's still in love with the damn Uh pair of shoes. Uh, They're so cute. But I'm talking about, I don't know how she does it. Like it's out of like the dang Disney movies. And then she also has an apparel company um, right now. Not an official name yet in in the the works, works, but it's going to be built around inspirational shirts, like quotes. And then also for like mental health. Um, But 
yeah, welcome to the Self Love Effect podcast. I'm over here with Ranty now. And I'm so happy to have you, girl. But I, I love you. I love your vulnerability. I love how open you are. And um, I hope whoever is listening today gets out of it as much as you're going to put out there. Thank um, you. So, you guys, I, I'm going to have her do the repeat after me. I don't know. I'm going to put her on the spot, but anything mm-hmm. she has on her heart. Um, I want you guys to repeat. And when she's, you know, obviously when she's ready, you guys repeat after her. Um, I may, st- <laughs> you may lose me already. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, have them close their eyes. Where to start, you know, just um, speaking from where I am right now, the, the place that I am right now, um, Every morning that I wake up, I always make sure, first and foremost, I thank God. I thank God for another day. And as hard or as easy as as that day is, um, or it's going to be, I just give thanks always. Because there's always someone who has it worse. And even though we may not see it, then it could be worse. And so in the mornings, I always say this to myself, thank you, God, for another day, for another opportunity to be able to make this the best day, to make new memories and to watch another sunrise or another sunset, because many people don't get the chance to have their another sunrise or another sunset. That's beautiful. Uh, it's true. It's true. And it's the little things like something as beautiful as the sunrise and the sunset. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it depicts a lot. Uh, I think you can get a lot of beauty out of it. A lot of goodness when just looking at it. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, so, as, as cheesy as it <clears throat> sounds, but it's like you, you just have to get in your feels, you know, you have to really appreciate it. It's all the small things. Right. And as always, I love myself. I love myself. I love mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. All right. So currently in the United States, there's over 3 million cases of depression a year. Um, I think we can all agree that last year, the numbers are a lot higher. Um, when we look at the percentages of suicides and depression, um, I think we can agree that sitting at home for those who were like we spoke before we even started recording for those who had outlets, you know, maybe work was mm-hmm. their outlet school. Now they're barricaded in the house yeah. and with all these emotions setting mm-hmm. in place and they don't know how to go about it. They don't know who to talk to. They just feel like maybe some people just feel like I have to keep it to myself, but now it's all there. It's all there and they, they don't know. Um, so you start wherever you're comfortable. Um, and then, uh, you know, whatever, what, however, wherever you want to start, but also whatever you want to talk about, um, you know, give us all the tabs, open them all up. But I truly just feel like this is one of those podcasts <clears throat> that there's, you know, there's people out there that just need to know it's okay that they're not alone. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, definitely. I, been working on being more open about this 
like I told you, it's helping me crawl out of this dark hole that I feel like I'm in. Um, but after that post that I, that I did a few days ago, instantly, I was like, no, take it down. Like you're, you're ridiculous. Like you're, you were going to think you're seeking attention, but the amount of love and messages, both the, the public, you know, the, the comments or the private uh, messages I was not expecting and it was from some close friends some people most of them were people who I've met through street parking mm-hmm. so I've never even had like full in-person conversations with them you know and and some were family members <laughs> very few but um <laughs> it just opened my it's usually eyes. always like that yeah it uh, opened my eyes to how how much of this is going on, and for whatever reason, we're not talking enough about it. Um, I was diagnosed in 2013 with anxiety and depression. Um, I was already living with my now husband. Um, I was still going to school and working part time, and. I just started feeling off. Like I, it was just weird. Um, at times I felt like my chest was like tightening kind of, and I couldn't get like a whole breath. Um, I just couldn't concentrate. It was just weird. And so I'm like, okay, I, maybe I need to talk to someone or whatever. That was my first thought. You know, I never said or thought to myself, oh, I need medication right now. That's what I need. No. So I scheduled an appointment with my doctor in hopes that she would say or ask me what I thought I wanted to do, anything. She never mentioned um, a counselor or a therapist. Uh, Right away, she threw three scripts at me, three different medications. Um, At that time, I was already starting uh, my schooling for Mm pre-nursing. And so I had already taken some classes, uh, so I, of pharmacology. So I kind of knew like, you know, basics of these medications and their side effects and they're no joke, you know, like they're, they're scary. And so I, I was just sitting there, I remember, and I'm like, is this, is this real life? Is this really happening? And, and she just, she didn't really explain it. She just said, take these, this is the schedule. You take them on, um, come see me in X amount of weeks, whatever. Never did she ask me or say, do you want to start like speaking to someone first? Nothing like that. So I left and I was just so in shock. I, I got in my car and I broke down and thought like, is this really me now? Am I going to be on these forever? What does this mean? I just felt so lost. And so I go back home um, to my husband and I tell him and he just, I, I couldn't stop crying. I just was in awe of everything. And so that's when he started introducing the gym and working out. And it's crazy because back then he used to, bribe me he used to have to bribe me if you come to the gym with me for two weeks straight I'll buy you a pair of shoes or whatever (laughs) that's how bad I just didn't the gym like didn't really like interest me you know 
And it's just crazy to, to look at it because now I need that for all of the reasons. And so because of my husband, that's how I got on the path of treating myself with different healthy outlets, you know, and, and not straight to medication. I understand there's millions of people who take medication and that's fine. But for me, for myself, I just don't. I, I rather do everything else under the sun, um, physical, you know, physical activity, painting, anything else than medication. I don't like how I feel on it. I don't, I feel like I'm not present, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I, I was able to get out of it. Thank goodness. Um, but I feel like as the years went on, like stuff, just something was missing. And I, I just can't tell you what, you know, what it was. Um, but now fast forward to, to this move that we did from Arizona to Washington. Um, I had, I guess, a pivotal moment. I found, you know, unpacking and stuff, I found a journal from 2015. Mm-hmm. So I, I was diagnosed in 2013. And then the journal was from 2015 in January. And reading what I wrote then, because I didn't even remember that right. that journal was existed. And like, I didn't, I forgot about it. And reading what I wrote then, I was like, wow, I, I just, it just took me back and it made me realize that I'm still not okay. Even though I'm like still living and doing things and something needs to be done to fix this void that I'm, that I was subconsciously searching for and, and, and not being able to find it, not being able to fill that. And as many happy memories and special occasions that have happened in my life, there's still something that's missing. And so um, in that uh, in that journal, it said that um, I'm not happy with life. Um, and it uh, it all goes back to one of the biggest life uh, changes that we've had. And it was from one day to the next, um, my family wasn't a family anymore. Mm-hmm. Literally from one day to the other, my family just broke apart. And um, it's that, it comes from that. Yeah, it originated there. Mm-hmm. So that happened in 2010, 2010. And so um, it makes sense that in 2013, I was feeling all these things because so much time had gone on that I didn't realize, you know, I guess I was suppressing everything. Um, And so it it was that moment that I read that journal, that I was unhappy with life and that something was missing, that I'm like, you're still there. Like you're, and I don't know, it just kind of, sucker punch me I guess just a punch to the gut because I'm like damn like all these things I I feel like I'm living but I'm I'm truly not you know and so 
that's when I'm like, you need to find professional help now. Like this, it's, it's time. It's been time. Um, and there's just been so many things. Like I know people have their own stories. Everyone has hard shit that they go through and on different levels. Um, and for us, like me and my family, we've gone through some stuff over the years. And so it just compiles. And I, I feel like growing up um, in a Hispanic culture and just our customs, you're almost not like allowed to be weak or feel mm. moments mm -hmm. of weakness, right. you know? Um, as the woman, as the female, you, you get married, you take care of your husband before you, you have kids, you take care of your husband, the home, the kids, and then you, mm. you have get togethers or parties, everyone gets attended to, and then you're last, or you know what I'm saying? Like, you're almost not supposed to feel anything. Right. Um, and I feel like growing up, seeing that from, you know, my grandma, my aunt, my mom, I picked that up. Like I just learned that. And right. so my, I was on autopilot. So whenever I would feel things, I would suppress them. Oh, I'm fine. I'm, you know, mm. next, keep it moving until it's, it comes to a point where you're like, it just blows up. And I never imagined that now as an adult, everything is blowing up from things that happened years ago. It's like you're and, still there and it's on replay. Yeah. And, and for, well, for me, like I said, I, I, it was almost like subconscious, just it's been there. I just don't realize it. I, I guess all the suppressing of the feelings and I think it took for me to find that journal to be like, like, wake up, like th this is still here and you need to fix that because you're going to keep going through the motions and feeling like something is, is missing. And when in reality, like I'm hurting myself and I'm hurting, <clears throat> I'm missing out on a lot of things, like truly like being happy in a lot of things. But, you know, taking you back to what you had said about, um, you know, somebody else has it worse. And I wanted you to finish when you were in the beginning of, you know, what you repeat to yourself every day, because you have to stop self diminishing your pain by comparing it to others who have it worse. Your pain is valid. Your story is valid. What you've been through is valid. Whatever you're going through is substantial. You can't work through it and move past it until you acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. And that's why now you say that um, ever now that you're more open about it and you're acknowledging it, you're slowly putting back the pieces of yourself together. Yeah. Um, and 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 you're pretty you're you're pretty much it's what we should be telling. <clears throat> You know, when you go see a doctor and, and the patients come in and your psychologist, your physician, whoever it is, that's what they should be telling you is that you have to acknowledge it. You know, obviously pharmaceutical companies make their money because of oh, the yeah. drugs that were mm -hmm. your, your prescriptions. <clears throat> so, but the real key here is, you know, you're valid. Um, your story is valid and it's not, you know, seeking for attention. Mm -hmm. um, 
we're human beings and we obviously feel very deeply um, the mm-hmm. same way we we were created with this urge to love and to be loved. It's the same thing about, you know, to fit in, to, to feel whole, to, to like, you know, feel more and to feel put together so you could feel like a person instead of feeling like you're every step and every move, you feel like you're falling apart. Um, but you constantly acknowledging what you're going through is now molding you together. And I feel like the more open you are, the more lives you're touching in the same way you were vulnerable to put it enough on social media. Um, and, and thankfully you never took it down, but now you've opened also these pathways for you and yourself to know that you're not the only one struggling. And if you're open, guess what? That one post allowed someone else to be open and then that one person was probably open and then they touched another life and then another life. It's just this whole domino effect. Yeah. And it takes one person. That's it. I, um, my best friend, uh, I told her the same thing. I told her and my husband that I just, I want to take it down. I'm feeling super vulnerable. Like I just don't want, you know, the, the judgment or whatever. Um, but they're like, no, like this is, this is really good for both yeah. for you and for the many people, even if it's just one person that I can reach by doing that, your story is allowing them to feel okay. Like what I needed back then was someone to be able to relate to someone to say, you know what, I went through that, but I got through it doing this, or, um, I'm going through that right now, but it's okay because, you know, like you said, we're, we're, we're human We're we feel things. And I didn't have that. I didn't, I, when I tried to open up to um, my mom after Mm -hmm. the whole thing happened um, with my dad leaving, I tried to open up to her um, because I was failing all of my college courses. I think I, I had a full load, I think four or five classes. I was failing every single one of them. Um, I was going through a breakup, a nasty breakup it just, I felt like everything was happening at once. And so, um, I try to open up to her and I said, you know, mom, I, I think I need, I need help. This was right before or right after my dad left. So this was before 2013, when I went to the doctor, she threw the medication at me. I did try to ask my mom, you know, for guidance or I've never felt that, you know, I've never, had this stuff going on and so I asked her can you help me find like I don't know if it's a counselor I said I don't know if it's a therapist I don't know like I just need someone and at the time I was really upset with her because she dismissed it like it was nothing um now knowing what I know and like seeing things in a different light like I told you growing up, you know, being in a in Hispanic culture, you're not allowed to feel weakness. And so I think that's where she came from when she kind of didn't really, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, what's wrong with you? I can still, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I, I don't feel good. Like I'm failing my classes. I'm always tired. Like, even if I'm not tired, I make myself fall asleep, all these things, you know, and it kind of like, um, threw her off guard. And she's like, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll find someone. Never touch the subject again. Nothing. Never ask me, how are you feeling? 
So then I, from there, that's when it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm just better off just hiding it. You know, I'm fine. Nothing's wrong with me. Um, but no, it, it's now that it, I'm realizing I need to talk about it. I need to get help and speaking up so others have that, um, I guess, guidance or, or knowing, yeah, just no. knowing that, that it's normal and we need to be talking about it more and not make it this, the stigma that you're crazy or mm. you, you're loony, like, you know what I'm saying? Or yeah, no, you're not I mean, feeling that you're, you'll be fine. We need to get away from that. And that's why I'm putting myself out there and it's scary, but yeah, no. And seeing, seeing what, what, how many people reached out after that one post, it's like, okay, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I know that I'm, that it's helping. Yeah, you're right. And it's scary to know that there's so many types of depression. You mm -hmm. have major per, um, depression, persistent depression disorder. You have postpartum depression, bipolar, yep. seasonal affective depression, psychotic depression, situational, premenstrual. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of us think of anxiety or we think of postpartum um, or like major depression, but the spectrum is very, very large. Yep. Um, and you know, there has to be more advocates for it. And honestly, the advocates start with everyday people. Um, it's a little harder for you. Like, let's say a celebrity was like, oh, I'm depressed. Mm, well, that's a little harder for someone like you and I to feel like we can understand like, mm -hmm. okay, like I can totally relate to you. Well, no, like our lifestyles are different, not to take away from them, you know, right. a lot, of, you know, because they work hard for what they have and what they've created. But for someone like you and I, we look at mm -hmm. them, we're like, mm, no, well, you can get help that I can't, or maybe, yeah. you know, you've led yourself there, or maybe this and that, you know, the list might go on. But the fact is that when you open up the doors like you have, you know, you're, it's everyday people. Um, and I think those are the people, those are the voices that we slowly create this whole like momentum, this driving force, like, Hey, like <clears throat> the medication isn't the solution. It's, you know, what can we do to change it? Because it's, it's not going to stop here. Um, mm -hmm. it's going to keep going. And now with the year we had passed, it's going to keep going. And now oh, we're yeah. going to see the side effects, the long-term side effects. And I guarantee that there's going to be a lot more people that are in this situation that are feeling depressed or, you know, suppressed memories that are coming back and feelings. And now they don't know what to do. And lots of times, unfortunately, they, they, they take their own life. And we, why are we not talking about situations like that? Why are we not talking about suicide? We have to talk about depression more, but you know, with you talking about it and being so vocal, um, I, I think like you need to keep that vulnerability, keep that door open. Don't try to close it. Even when your inner critic might tell you to, because I know a lot of times when we start going, we're doing something, we're feeling good. And then we hear that little voice, like, don't do it. People are going to think you're dumb. Again, people are going to think you're going to seek attention. Oh no, like, no, no. Then they're going to think I'm crazy. Um, but no, like keep going with it. Um, cause I think a lot of us, we don't know it. And then when we hear somebody else that we, you know, might look up to, or we might think, oh, she has all her shit together. And then you're like, whoa, wait one second. Me too. Mm -hmm. Like, and then it's like, 
oh, well, maybe I should talk about it. Maybe I should get help. And it definitely you know, doesn't discriminate. Like, it doesn't matter if you're rich and famous or right. where you come from. It there's so many different um, types of depression, and that's why in, on my post I talked about how I've gone through like a really dark funk three times now. Uh, the first one when you know, I didn't know what was going on. It was all because my, my dad leaving. Um, the second one was right after having my son, uh, postpartum depression. And it, each time has been scary in its own way, but this time being the third time it's been, I would say the worst, um, the worst one yet, um, where the symptoms are usually mostly emotionally, you know, just in my heart, like mentally. This time around, I was feeling, I couldn't breathe. I was having chest pains, like they, they became physical. Yeah. Um, sleeping was non-existent. Like I just, I, I told my husband, I, I told Dan, like, I'm, I'm afraid that I'm going to physically make myself ill. Like mm. I'm going to go off the deep end. Like I'm right after we moved up here. Um, we've lived up here before, but now having Liam and, and taking him out of like the only world that he knew, which was my family and my mom, my grandma, my aunt, you know, it's, it's one thing for me to miss my family and home, but then taking the child also. No, yeah. It just it made me I have still have the hugest amount of mom guilt. Um what ifs and I should have done this or I should have done that better. And so it hit me really hard this move. Um and immediately even before we moved out of our house in Arizona, I was already starting to feel it. Um and when I tried speaking to my husband, I guess we both thought, you know, it's just being scared because we're moving away again or whatever. And I thought it'll pass. It'll be fine. But no, as soon as we got up here, I just crashed. And um, my mom actually flew out here with me. Uh, She stayed for about a week. And the day that she left was the scariest day because that's I had two panic attacks. Um. I was scared to be alone. I can't tell you what I was scared of. Like I I didn't have thoughts of like hurting myself or nothing like that. I just did not want to be alone feeling all of it, you know, and where before I would cry or like just lay on the sofa and sleep for hours. I can't do that anymore. I have Liam, you know, I, he's so smart. He's so he observes everything mm-hmm. and he just I don't want him to be like what, what what's wrong with mommy now or why is she doing this again or, you know and so that's why I um I decided you know what you need to keep yourself active you need to get back into your you know set up your art studio get your painting back and that's where those three designs of that, that I just um, I'm working on right now um that's where they came from because I, instead of just letting it take over me, like I have before, like I'm, I'm trying to do something good with, 
And um, it's just been very different each time and, and just very scary. And you do kind of go into this dark place. And I can tell you that I couldn't see past tomorrow. Um, where you know my husband's like it's okay like um we just have to make the best of it up here like I I couldn't process that I want to leave now I want I don't want to be here I just it's almost crippling you know and and for the first few days after my mom went back home like I I didn't want to get out of bed I it's rough I'm going to read the post, uh, if that's okay with you. I know you mentioned it twice and people are probably like, well, yeah. what post is you talking yeah, about? So yeah. I'm going to read it. It's a little long, so you guys can enjoy right, mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want you guys at the moment, she, this was what she was feeling, you know, all the emotions um, and all the feelings. So um, go ahead and start. May, the month where you're supposed to bring awareness to mental health and the stigmas that surround it. My name is Ilani. I'm married to the most wonderful husband, and together we have an almost four-year-old who loves busting our balls on a daily. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking a huge, huge step out of my comfort zone here and stripping myself of what most of you see which is endless memes and laughing at stupid shit. That's very true, by the way. <laughs> I feel vulnerable <laughs> as fuck right now, but here we here we go. Years ago, I was di- diagnosed with anxiety and depression. I felt weird and didn't know what was happening to me. I was failing all of my college courses and had zero interest in doing anything that brought enjoyment. I decided I'll go see a doctor in hopes she could direct me to a therapist or a counselor. Instead, she merely threw three medication scripts at me and told me to take those and it would help. At no point did she ask if I felt if how I felt about it or suggest starting counseling. I walked to my car scripts in hand and I lost it. What does this mean? Who am I am now? Am I going to be like this forever? How long do I take these for? I never filled my scripts out of fear, out of anger. I told myself, no, this isn't me. I went home and told my husband about it. And from that moment forward, he slowly began to introduce me to the gym and how to clear my head with physical movement. I owe my whole world to him for being there and doing just that. He led me down the right path and helped me find my way out of what was so unfamiliar and odd to me. In 2017, I had our son, Liam. We were so excited, so happy. The pregnancy went amazing from start to finish. If I could go back, oh, how I wish someone would have talked to me about how motherfucking hard those hormones would knock me on my ass. How I wish the same people who jokingly mentioned how tough labor would be, the pain, the ugly parts of delivery would have warned me about postpartum depression and how ugly that was. This was the second time I felt myself slipping into another depression, the dark place, so as I call it because it's exactly that dark and so fucking scary. This time was different than the first and a little more intense. For these reasons, I am taking a big leap of faith and have designed three new designs that renovate. Oh my gosh, I can't even read right now. (laughs) With those of us who have been going through it or who have gone through it are currently going through it or know what it's like to witness 
it and someone else. At this moment, I can't just lay down and give up. I have to keep active. I have to keep my mind positively active. And so this is why I've decided to do these designs and work on myself. I feel extremely vulnerable and embarrassed to share this, but just how I needed someone to tell me it was going to be okay. I'm here to tell you, you will be okay. You will get through this. It's okay to not feel okay. It's okay to feel these feelings. You aren't alone. I apologize for the word vomit. I wasn't sure how to put all the words in into words, which parts to leave out, which parts to include, but this is my story and I hope it helps somebody. I could be in a room full of people joking and laughing, but inside I wanted to cry and fall apart right there. Oh, I guess I should have switched them out. But again, my husband and God were the two that kept me going to pick me back up. At my six week postpartum appointment, I mentioned to my doctor what was going on. She gave me a phone number for new mother's resource classes, but I didn't go. I honestly don't know why, because more than ever, it was evident that I needed help. I actually looked for a counselor and did a few sessions with her, which sort of helped. I felt okay, and I thought I was good to go. Fast forward to today, and hello, darkness, my old friend. I just think of uh, Poppy from Trolls when she's singing that song. (laughs) (laughs) This time, it was worse than it's ever been, and it scared the fuck out of me. The last few months have been very challenging in all the sense. I started having chest pain, several panic attacks, and I was afraid of being alone and felt like the shittiest person alive. I've always prayed and held on to my faith, but now more than ever, I'm holding on to God hard. The fear that comes with depression eat at me to my core. It's almost liberating and I can't see past tomorrow. From the outside and you see a bubbly, happy person that curses too much and loves memes, but in my heart, I carry something very different. I keep talking to God. I keep asking for guidance and the strength to keep me going and not give up. I promise myself to get better, to get better not only for myself, but for Liam and Dan. Because if I'm not better for myself, how can I pour from my cup into their into theirs with my cup when my cup is dried the hell up? Now I'm trying not to cry over here, has I? <clears throat> I don't because then you're gonna get me started. I'm already holding on by. <laughs> I was trying not to when I was reading. I was like, oh my God, I'm like not pronouncing words correctly. Um, Postpartum depression. Yeah. I think as moms, There's a lot expected of us. We think that we, yeah, we think that we have to keep it all together and do all the things, but I quickly found out that that was not the case. It, it's rough. Yeah. Would you say that? you know, what got you through the, through that time? Cause honestly, it's funny to me thinking growing up Hispanic postpartum depression. What is that? Um, Mm -hmm. I never heard of it until I honestly, social media. Um, Mm -hmm. I, 
I didn't like, like you said, nothing against our culture, but I think we're built a very firm, tough individuals. Like we're very tunnel vision. Um, this mm-hmm. is what you do and you work hard and you don't keep your mouth shut, um, head down and just do it. Those emotions you're feeling no big deal. You get past it. Um, nothing to worry about. And, um, but I, I just feel like postpartum depression now you see it coming to light more and more and more. Um, and I honestly didn't even, I, it, I couldn't even wrap my head around it. Like when I heard it for the first time, I was like, I told my mom, what is that? Like, come on. I was, and shame on me, but I thought, oh my gosh, she must be just saying that. Like she has her shit together. She'll be just fine because mm-hmm. on it, it's not part of, I didn't, I, I couldn't wrap it around my mind. I understand it. Uh, but now mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's obviously very real. Um, and another form of depression, but, uh, for any moms um, going out there, what would you, what advice would you give them or not just advice, but like comfort? Um, comfort to know that you will get through it. Um, and if help is offered, take it. Don't, don't feel like you have to have it all together and super mom and super wife. You are in a very delicate stage right now, you know, just giving birth and it's a lot. It is a lot and it gets better and, and know that it does just you're not wrong or weak for accepting help or for asking for help. If, if it's not offered, ask for it. It's okay. Um, in our culture, um, you were just saying that you, you, you don't hear about it, you know? And um, I remember, I think it was a year before I got pregnant. Um, somebody was, was pregnant in, I think family friend, or I don't know. And um, my grandma, actually, she's, she said something about depression, how, how uh, this person, she had just given birth. And she was saying how uh, she had postpartum depression that she didn't want that she wasn't taking care of her baby, and just um, leaving the baby to her mom. And so my grandma, she goes, um, "That's not real," you know, mm-hmm. in her in her Spanish and like cuss mm-hmm. word left and right. That's not real. She goes, um, "It's the the issue is that these girls uh, in in today's world." They just want to go out party. She goes, they don't want to take care of the responsibility. And they just think it's easier to leave the baby with mom. And um, when she said that, I, I didn't really, like, it didn't really, you know, feel anything. I, I wasn't pregnant yet. I didn't have Liam right. yet. Um, but I didn't totally dismiss it because I had already gone through some sort of depression. Right. I just kind of listened. And then when Liam was born, I immediately remembered that comment that my grandma had made. And so I didn't speak up. The only one who knew about it was my husband. And um, a few months, I think eight months before um, my son was born, 
one of my really close friends had just had her first baby. Um, and she never mentioned, uh, hey, like, she never acknowledged it like depression, but I remember her reaching out to me several times, like wanting to get me out of the house, you know? Because uh, at the time I was living two hours away from my family, uh, we were in the same city. And um, so Liam was born in September and in October, the the zoo there had like a, like a walkthrough and they had all the, the lights and, yeah. you know, games and stuff. And so she goes, I mean, she still had, she, I think he was eight months old and she kept reaching out. And when, when she said, do you want to come the first time I said, sure. But then as it got closer, I'm like, I don't want to go. I, I didn't tell her this. It was all just me. I'm like, I don't want to go because I, I was on my own, you know, like I didn't like my husband, he works really long hours. So he wasn't going to be there with me. I was already going through it. And I just, the, the thought of taking this brand new baby, super tiny into the world, like the fear, oh my gosh, it was, it was overwhelming. And, and I remember I'm like, no, you're not going to do this to yourself. You, you, you need to go out there. You know that you need to go out there. I procrastinated. I just, I, you know, kept doing things to, to not get ready. And then hopefully I would, I, it would be late enough to say, Hey, like I'm not coming, but no, I said, no, you're gonna, you're gonna go. And she waited for me. I was late. I, I close to an hour late, I think, but I, I got out there and, um, I know that she was reaching out to me because she might've been feeling similar feelings, but she's also, um, Hispanic. And so again, you don't, you don't talk about it, you know? And I know that she was coming from a place of like, Hey, I, I know where you're at right now. Mm -hmm. Come with me, Let, let's go do things. Um, and I thank her for that because at that time, Liam was already about a month old. Um, and God, did I need to get out? I needed some type of interaction and, yeah. um, but yeah, I didn't tell her I was going through it. Obviously I, I, I just told her like, yeah, it's been really rough. Um, he's not sleeping and a lot of things contributed to it. Like I, I so badly wanted to breastfeed. I wanted that connection that you always hear about mm. and I wasn't able to. And I wanted to so bad. And I felt like that was the opportunity was just taken for me. Mm. Um, he just wouldn't latch. He, so then came uh, the trial and error with the baby formulas. He would get constipated, throw up, like, oh my gosh, it was, it was a nightmare. And so all of this and no sleeping <clears throat> and the crying and the, like my husband, he would, Oh my gosh, he's been my rock. Um, he would wake up at um at five in the morning to get ready for work, exhausted, and um, would allow me to sleep for at least an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, and somehow he would get ready, uh, give Liam his bottle, have his breakfast. And leave for work and be gone till like 11.30 or midnight. So all day I was alone. And um, I didn't have, 
I didn't have a support system. He was my support system and he was, he could barely do it, you know, like he, because of work, he works long hours. And um, I felt like such a failure because um, I wouldn't shower all day in fear that, oh, something is going to happen to Liam if I leave him or I would play these scenarios in my mind yeah. you know that probably wouldn't happen right. um I would wait till he would get home and even if he was running late or whatever even if it was one in the morning that he got home like I I would get in the shower I would wait all day till he got home uh, so I could shower the um, I wouldn't cook I wouldn't cook but yet the kitchen was a, a mess like laundry it was just not pretty and um again a second time he helped me through it he helped me get out of it and um it wasn't till about a year and a half later that I opened up to my family well my grandma my aunt and my mom separately at, at different times and um, I think everything that has happened with in my family, all the all the shit shows, mm-hmm. um, it has uh, impacted like my relationship with my mom. So when we're not when we're good, we're good, but we don't have that deep connection, that trust that I can tell her anything. I I go to Dan or my best friend to unload before I go to my mom um, because I feel like there's always judgment there. And so when I opened up to her um, a year and a half later about it, um, I did it in hopes that she would see like, wow, you know, like this is really vulnerable. Like maybe it would help our relationship to trust each other more or whatever and start building good habits, right? Oh no, it blew up in my face. Mm. She goes, um, I was telling her where it all came from um, because she lived at the time she was living in the same city about 20 minutes away and she wouldn't come check on me. Like she wouldn't, she would go see Liam or she would go drop off her dog so I can, so she wouldn't stay alone at the apartment and she'd say, hey, I'm, I'm going to go do this, run some errands, I'll be back. Like she never once said, um, hey, like I see you, you're kind of down, like get ready. Let's just go out walking or let's go to Walmart, whatever. One day she came over and she goes, wow, you look better. And I'm like, um, I do. She's like, yeah, you don't look, you don't look uh, mad. You don't look angry. The things that I wanted to say, but I didn't. I should have said something and should have said, it's not angry. It's not bitterness it's something completely different that I hold in my heart so when I told her finally she goes Eliani stop living in the past and get over it so with reason so with more reason it's like you want to just hide and not ever speak about how you're feeling and you just Let's keep it moving. Let's keep the show rolling. You're fine, you know? And um, 
no, like, I don't want to keep doing that. I, I want to show Liam, I want him to see as he grows that it's okay to speak about things, about how you feel. Yeah. I want him, if he's ever going through anything, a breakup or whatever, I want him to come to me or Dan and 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 confide in us to know that we're not going to judge him or we're not going to say, dude, get over it. Like, you're, you're fine. But again, that's just how we're raised. That's how Mexican mothers are. You're just, and I feel like, I'm just, I want to end that with, with, with Liam, with my family. Yeah. You know, I want him to see it's okay to speak about your feelings in your household and you're not going to be judged. When I posted that, I kind of giggled because I could hear my dad telling me, que ridicula eres. you're so ridiculous. That was my dad's favorite. I que ridicula, uh, que ridicula eres. No te queda. And I could hear him like making fun of me and, but no, like it has to be said. And yeah, um, postpartum depression, just that's a whole different type of, that's a whole different beast. Um, and I hate to say this, but it hit me so bad. And I didn't have a support system that I'm afraid to, to have a second child, even though I want to. And I know Liam would love a sibling. It scares me to the core to have to go through that again. Um, that's how bad, that's how bad it was. Yeah. But the fact that you're still here and it's, well, it's unfortunate, you know, cause sometimes our, you know, even though our parents don't mean it in a bad way, because you know, the way they were raised, um, right. it, it really starts in the home, you know, that belief system, those limiting beliefs. Um, and then, you know, they, they play such a huge part in our subconscious you know, it's really dictating the way we feel on a day-to-day -day basis. It's like you feel, I mean, regardless of whatever relationship with you, with you, with your parents you have, when you have a good one or feel like, oh, even comfort, you know, you go to them and you're just like, this is how I feel. And then to be shut down, it's kind of signaling to that inner voice. I told you, I told mm -hmm. you. You're yeah. not worthy. Uh, you're just drama. Um, your 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 story's not valid. It's insignificant. Here we go again. Um, <clears throat> but when we're talking to somebody with you know that's battling any type of depression, I think um, there's a little bit more that goes into effect. You can't just if, if you know the when someone opens up, you have to engage them. Okay, like. They're opening it up. This is how they feel. Okay, ask them questions. Because um, I think sometimes people think that if they just say, oh, how are you? They think that, that oh, yeah, yeah. that cuts it. That's fine. Mm -hmm. oh, at least I asked them. Um, but, you know, no, so you have to, yeah. you have to really, like, how are you doing today? Like, how how right. are you really doing today? Um, are they different or whatever, you know? And 
Um, I have a friend, a really close friend. Uh, she's been going through it for a few years and um, we knew it and we try to reach out to her. Um, but again, when you're in that state, you just don't want to talk to anyone. You, you shut down. You just, you know, it's not right, but you shut down and you just close those doors uh, on everyone. And finally, um, the night, I think before I posted that, um, we also, we had a, a zoom, a FaceTime call with three of my friends and she was on there and, and, and we talked to, you know, briefly about it. And I'm glad that she's talking about it to us now. Um, yeah. and she says, you know, like, I, I'm proud of you for, for doing that because for a lot of us, it's, it's hard to even accept it. And, and it's just, I guess that fear that people, that stigma that people put on it, you, it makes you not want to talk about it. And today, another friend of mine told me that she's finally decided that she's going to go see a doctor. She's going to go seek help because her family, when she tries, I believe she says that they told her that she's bipolar or no, that she's, you know, just crazy. She's like, they, they don't like, if her feelings don't aren't valid, like they don't matter, you know, you'll, you'll get through it. You're fine. And all these friends of mine, they all come from a Hispanic background. Um, you're not you're not crazy you're not you're not going to be sent to a loony bin or Mm. you speaking up is is you feel so much better once you do it you know um I might still get judgment from people from certain people by doing this if they hear it or whatever but I I don't care about what they think anymore like this Mm. is it's helping me get better um and also by seeing that it's helping other people and those people reaching out to me saying hey thank you for doing that or even all of the like the posts the inspirational posts that I put about um God or life and you know anything like that um someone told me even even just those she says um on my worst days you post something like that and it's like okay I and I'm posting those for myself. I didn't even think that it would be. I sometimes feel like people are like, oh my gosh, here she goes again with the BS. You know what I'm saying? And but people are watching and I can see that now. Yeah. You deserve to be alive. They deserve to be alive. We all deserve to be alive. We're all worthy. We're enough. And um <clears throat> Yeah, I think we we as individuals who aren't going through it, we need to ask the questions. And I actually found this on Real Depression Project um, on Instagram, and it's yeah. it, it, it's it has so much information on there. And I wanted to share this with the listeners because I find it important. If you're not the one struggling, I guarantee you know somebody that you're not aware of that is going through some type of depression. And rather than just checking in and saying hey, how are you? That doesn't cut it. I'm sorry. Um, You need to ask questions because so many are struggling and they brush it off with, I'm fine because they either don't want to be a burden or they believe others don't truly care. So instead consider their behavior. And these are the questions that were on the page. 
Have they socially withdrawn? Have they fallen into old habits? Um, consider how they're, they're present. Are they being their usual self? Do they look tired? Consider their circumstances. Have they had a lot of stress lately? Um, if we gave the time and consideration needed to really, really check in on someone's mental health, it wouldn't be so invisible. Mm -hmm. um, and that really I just agree. sums it up. Um, I agree. I think people would feel more ex like accepting um, of themselves and what they're feeling if we talked about it and we didn't stigmatize it um, because that's what it really falls back on most of the time is that we stigmatize it and we also like how many times have you heard like oh <clears throat> you're just seeking attention there's nothing really wrong with you mm -hmm. um, when in reality we don't know what that person feels internally uh, we don't know what they're they're probably self-sabotaging every single day of their life and in front of others they're like bubbly and they have they look like they have their shit together when in reality they're falling apart inside I can tell you right now, um, I know several people and someone very, very close to me. Uh, social media, you would not, you would not ever think that this person, this individual was going through what they're going through. And that's what's scary. Um, they don't talk about it, whether they're not accepting it themselves or they have, but they don't want to, like you said, be a burden to someone else, mm -hmm. or they think they're going to just be fine if they just brush it under the rug. When you don't talk about it and they, they play it off so well. Yeah. You always hear like when, when people like hurt themselves or, or an accident happens where they, yeah it leads to something far worse. You always hear, well, they didn't look depressed. He was fine just the other day. That's the thing. I just keep telling you, like you would not know that this person is going through what they're going through. And um, in part for posting those inspirational um, posts and stuff and, and about God and life and just holding on to your faith. I do it for myself, but in hopes that it'll just reach this person. And instead of just, oh, that's just another one of her stories. Like I, I pray that this person, one of them, you know, one of the posts gets to them and mm -hmm. so they can either if they don't want to come out like publicly with it right but accept it and and get help yeah because it's it's always those times where you say oh well they didn't seem unhappy they didn't seem depressed and and look what happened now yep yeah and you know i am a mess <laughs> like i'm just oh, you're falling okay. apart over here <laughs> Um, so we think of self-love and self-care and we think of depression and it's, it's kind of the same thing when we take the steps to being a better us, like putting the pieces back together. So we think of like accepting who we are, right? That would be the first step. Um, 
And unfortunately, one of the leading causes of the rise of depression is social media. We tend to compare ourselves constantly with other people's lives, not really focusing on the true fact that people only show you what they want you to truly see. Oh, for sure. Uh, Yeah. It's just a sliver of what their highlights. Right. Right. They don't post the ugly. Nope. Nope. And if you do, it's like, oh, they're, they're going through something, but you you get judgment by it. Yeah. So we need to remember, you know, stop trying to impress other people and start loving yourself. Be genuine with yourself, accept who you are, be authentic, be unapologetic. Um, you know, if you need to get off social media, get off social media. If you need to be around other people that make you feel more whole and fulfilled, start cutting off your circle. Um, that's the reality of it. We surround ourselves sometimes with people that make us feel less. Start yeah. surrounding yourself with people that make you feel more. Um, but we need to really put into make it a habit. You know, I tell people all the time, like, oh, they're like, how do you? I don't have it all together. Um, shit, my room's a mess right now. I normally make my bed every morning. It's a mess. I don't have it all together. Sometimes I feel like I'm going to lose my crap. Like, oh my God, my husband, I'm like, take the kids right now. Like they're, they've been crazy. Uh, they've been fighting all day. Like just, I don't know what else to do. I, I, I have those moments too, but so that's why I tell everybody, don't think on social media, I got my shit together. I don't, I'm going to post inspirational stuff, but I'm real. I'm not a robot. Um, same as you you're obviously being vulnerable. So other people know too, that there is, this is real life people. It's not supposed to be perfect. It is fucking messy and it's ugly. And some of us are suffering more than others. So put it into, you know, make it an action every day, put it into habit of accepting who you are. Um, and then also Thoughts are everything. If we're going to sit there and like you were saying, when with postpartum depression, you felt like every little thing, like all these thoughts were accumulating, um, you know, start putting into a plan, maybe something that makes, you know, journaling, uh, reading positive affirmations, something that's going to slowly change that thought process. Uh, I know it's not, it's not night and day. It's not overnight success with anything in life. There's no such thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you always tend to have thoughts about the past that you regret rather than being excited about the future possibilities, absolutely, you will, you know, you, you fall into the same habits of before because you're constantly replaying the past and replaying, you know, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. What did I do? You know, your failures. Um, but you have to start focusing on what you can control rather than thinking about how you can, you know, stay in the same circle circulating because it's just gonna you know you're just gonna keep repeating um past situations so you know your thoughts are truly everything and that's why we say all the time like know your worth know you're enough and that really just that really plays a big part know your worth um the fact is yes the fact is just because you feel less the fact is that you're not going to always feel your best. You're not going to always show up as, you know, a superstar. Um, but eventually you're going to destroy your happiness and your own well-being if you're constantly putting yourself down. You are worthy. Even if you don't have it all together today or in a year from now, 
there's no reason for you to compare to somebody else. Um, your life is different from theirs. We don't look the same for the same reasons. Um, God created us all differently. He gave us free will. We have the power to live our lives the way we want. Um, but yeah, so knowing our worth, um, knowing that we're enough. Um, I, I just think like if we implement the little things, you know, seeking gratitude um, mm-hmm. is a big one. Like you do every day, be true to yourself. You know, you open your Bible and, you know, some people don't have, you know, whatever higher power you believe in. If you mm-hmm. don't believe in God, that's fine. But there's other ways to find gratitude. Seek the little joy in life. Even if it's like, oh, my phone works. That's great. That's, you know, having gratitude. Yeah. Um, my, my kid woke up to another day. I did. That's gratitude. Oh, um, all the dishes are clean. It, it's really, it's the simplest thing sometimes. And we don't even realize it. Oh, I yeah. found a pin. <laughs> you know, I haven't, I haven't had a pin around the house we get, in a week. We get so caught up in mm-hmm. like this huge picture that we have to just, everything's shiny and perfect, but yeah, it's working on those tiny little details that add up to a bigger feeling um, of being like, okay. And like you said, the dishes girl, when my dishes are done, i'm like yes i got it together yeah yeah it it really is the little things like man when i'm that's why i've made it a habit like the whole bed thing and i use it all the time because i'm like when my bed is done i feel like i'm gonna conquer the shed and when i know it's not it's like a little fly on the wall that's like bothering me because you keep seeing it and it's like Mm. yeah i know completely so it's the little little things and if we do that and it does it's not not overnight but in the grand scheme of things it amounts it's going to compile Mm -hmm. and then sooner or later we're just going to feel like we're not going to let the little things or the little triggers or the past traumas because we're working through it by finding gratitude in everyday life um because you know i think sometimes we don't realize that it's not just the little things but just our pure existence is really enough and there's no really we don't we we're we set unnecessary stress on ourselves making ourselves even more sick when there's no there's it's not needed it's not needed if you didn't do the laundry today it's fine there's tomorrow you know oh well her her laundry room was clean it's probably a shit show girlfriend but she did it for the gram okay all right i'm just letting you know <laughs> right before we moved um our house was just flipped upside down there was crap everywhere and we were going to my husband's like going away dinner with his friends and i invited two of my friends and i was stressing because um my husband and i had just spent all morning taking stuff down to my mom's house to her storage room and the trailer and this and that so we were so like so late okay we still have to shower. We were all sticky. And so um, my two friends, they, they they get to our house and I still had laundry on the sofa. So I'm like, guys, just pretend it's not there. I'm sorry. I come out of the shower and they're folding my laundry. I'm like, <laughs> you guys are folding my underwear, like my calzones. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my gosh, I was so embarrassed. And my friend, she goes, <laughs> do you think we don't wear calzones either? Like we all wear calzones, like it's fine. I do laundry also, but it's just that thing of like, 
I need to have everything, you know, good. And sometimes it's, it's, I mean, it's life. we live in our house, you know, it's not going to be looking like a hotel spotless, you know, and so they made fun of me for that. For my Esas tangas. Mira. <laughs> as long as there's clean. Okay. As long as there was no residue left. Um, <laughs> um, But yeah, we just need to know that our pure existence, just waking up sometimes is okay, that it's just enough. Um, get ahead. I think we, we get ahead of ourselves. Um, um, and that's why it's so easy to fall back in these patterns. But, you know, I think with you, like overcoming, it is, it is trauma. It's traumatic to your, to the mind and to the subconscious. Um, actually, so I, um, <clears throat> I reached out to my doctor here. Um, I had an appointment with her and, you know, I told her I, I want to seek counseling or something. Um, and when she gave me my referral, she goes, you know, this is, I'm happy that you're open to this, um, to something, you know, to, to start moving forward. Um, cause first there's a lot of people that don't want to accept it. Um, and she told me yours is, is, is definitely PTSD. It's a lot of past trauma that you didn't know how to deal with correctly. So you tucked it under the rug and, and it needs to be fixed. You need to address it properly, um, to learn how to cope with it. Um, because whether you feel it or not, you realize it or not, you're, you're carrying that you're still carrying that. Mm. And God bless my husband for dealing with the shit show that I am. Um, and I tell him this every night, I'm like, babe, do you think I'm crazy? <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, but he tells me, no, like I'm, I'm here. We're going to work through this. And just knowing that, that I have his support and that he doesn't think like, oh my gosh, here, here she goes again. You know, like, cause it's a lot, it, it's, it's a lot. And, and now that I'm opening my eyes more to it and, and seeing just, all these things that are like triggers to everything that all the roots to the depression. I'm like, damn, like you're, you're messed up, you know? And, and I, I joke about it with him. Um, but I'm just so grateful that he's here helping me, motivating me, um, to speak up and to get help for myself. And cause it's, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot. And who knows? someone probably has it heavier than me. And I'm here thinking like, I can't breathe. Like this is so bad. And I can guarantee there's someone out there that's feeling it worse, you know? And, and like you said, those small things, the gratitude of one tiny step at a time and, and those small details definitely is what we need to focus on and not be ashamed to speak up. Yeah. It's the little victories and, you know, traumas are traumas, no matter how big or small, it could be as simple as somebody in second grade, third grade bullied you one day. Oh my and gosh. That just was the turning event. And that was it. It's, and we don't recognize it in the, like the mind is so powerful. That's why people are, mm -hmm. your mind can really if 
do anything you set your mind on. That's why people, you know, anything you set your mind on, you can achieve. No, really, if you want to become a doctor someday, even if you're not the smartest kid in the class, but you're determined, your mind will get you there. It is mm -hmm. powerful. So the same thing with traumas. Traumas are like the littlest thing. It could be very big. Some people think of traumas are like, oh, it has to be this extravagant event. Yeah. No, it's that little thing. And that created the domino effect to how you're feeling as an adult, but you've suppressed it and you've hidden it. And you're like, but he only said I like he bullied me and he called me fat and I was ugly. And then your physician or doctor or counselor sitting there and going, well, that's the issue. Mm -hmm. There you go. That's the problem. I've always had issues like accepting my self image and like who I am. I'm petite. I'm really small. You know, I've, I've always been small. And so, yeah, when you say that about bullying, it's gone back the teasing and the being picked on since grade school and for being so small. And even then, like, that's just another part of past traumas that, that stick with you and, and you don't realize it, but like even in, in high school, certain clothes, I'm like, oh, this is not good. Like I, I was always comparing myself to all the, the, you know, the rest of the girls. Yeah. Um, I'm not pretty enough. I'm, I don't fill out my jeans like so-and-so or whatever. And, mm. and so those things that it's all valid, it's all valid. It's just crazy how, how it just messes with you, but you don't, you don't realize that you're just storing all that stuff, you know, and it's one moment in time. That's What's that? It takes. It's only one oh, yeah, moment in time sure. and that's all it takes. Mm -hmm. What other tabs do you have open in that mind of yours? I feel like I just had a whole bunch of word vomit again and just skipped around and like threw everything at you. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, it's just, um, I hope that with my story or even if it's two words that I said that it helps someone like feel a little bit better or something clicks in them to say, okay, I'm ready to go seek help or um, just something, even the smallest yeah. thing. I hope that I didn't bore you with my story. Oh my gosh, no. Um, no, but really, I, I just really hope that I can reach someone else even if it's one person yeah um it gets better we we get through it and as tough as it is as as, as ugly as that dark place is you're definitely not alone yeah. your feelings are valid and just find that one thing that one thing your why that you're like lifeline to help you through each day because that's that's the only way you you have to hold on to something to be able to bring yourself back up at least that's how I feel like if I I don't think if I had um if I didn't have Liam right now and the way as as bad as my symptoms have or were when we first moved up here I don't know I don't even know what I would have been thinking or what I, what, what had happened. 
but mm. that he's he's I want to be okay for him and for my husband to just how he takes care of me and Liam I want to be able to take care of him and Liam as well you know and and I have to fix myself first so find your why find whatever speaks to your heart and use that to one day at a time Well, first of all, it's not word vomit because it's your story. I tell us everybody, it's the beauty of this podcast. And people are like, oh, here she goes again. You say this every time. But really, the beauty of this podcast is that it's your story. You get to share exactly what's on your heart at the moment mm -hmm. um, and what you feel just needs to be said. Um, so first of all, you sharing your story because you're not, it's not something that you went through. It's something you're currently battling. Mm -hmm. And that's big. Um, that's very vulnerable and very strong of you to acknowledge what you're going through, to battle through it, to, and in the end, defeat it, but also be willing to share with others so you can help somebody else along the way. Um, and also, you know, not being selfish in the matter that you're trying to be better so you're better for those around you who are your rock your safe place the safe haven you know your your son and your husband uh, and that's huge um so never never forget that 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 is a that is powerful um and i think just going from here and forward and on you know and so forth with not just your company but your continuous posts i think you're going to touch a lot of people so i encourage you don't stop um whatever it is obviously there's a reason for that post and i think it's going to drive you to do more um, we need more advocates we need more people being okay to talk about uh, what they're going through at the moment because um, sometimes i think we hear sometimes oh i've been through this or i've been through mm -hmm. that oh that used to but what about the people that are currently battling it, um, you know, mm -hmm. and enough to say, I'm not okay, uh, but I'm trying to be, and I'm trying to be better. Um, so, so I thank you and I applaud you for being on the podcast and being vulnerable and being very, very open about your current situation and, um, and, and really sharing it with the world because now it's, it's not just out there on a post, it's out there on a podcast. Um, and so makes me so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it, it is very powerful. Um, and yeah, well, thank you I for having me. Thank you for having me and listening to all of the mess that I am, um, and allowing me to share my story to hopefully connect to others that are, that have gone through it or currently going through it because you're, you're definitely not alone. I can tell you that. And I like what you said, definitely find your why. And I, I hear this a lot, like your why has to make you cry. No, not just cry. Your why has to keep you surviving. Mm -hmm. Your why has to be your driving force. Like I know people are like, oh, I want to do this because I want a new car. Okay, but why do you want a new car? Mm -hmm. Why do you want to make all this money? Why do you want to get better? Why do you, why, why do you want whatever it is, you know, to get out of depression, to stop binge eating, to stop, you know, whatever. Why? And it has to be your source of survival. 
Um, cause obviously your why isn't just about you. If you have others in your life, it might be centered around you for you. It's your husband, your kids, for me, the same thing. Um, if I'm surviving, they're better. Um, I'm happier. They're happier. Um, the list goes on, mm-hmm. but really I like that. Find your why. And if you don't have kids, well, you have a deep why rooted for why you want to keep living. So what is it? Why, why do you want to get better? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, make that your concrete foundation because you can't build anything without the cement, uh, any kind of foundation, right? A home, exactly. a, a, a store, a building, you have to have it concrete. Um, uh, so yeah, keep finding your way. But I do want you guys, so I'm going to say this repeat after me. And then while we're saying it, I want you to think of your favorite quote because I put everybody on the spot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. If you need a second, now is your second to look through. Uh, if you have one or two, that's fine. I know I would, I really was went back and forth. I was like, maybe I'll tell people in the beginning. I was like, nope, I'm putting everybody <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> Cause it kind of is just like, I don't know. I feel like that's a ha ha. Um, but yeah, I think we, you're going to do this to me. Um, so I'm going to do the repeat after me. So take, you know, while I'm reading this too, it's not very long, but you could think of something. If you need a minute, I'll keep talking. They know I like to talk, but <laughs> I want you guys to repeat after me. If it doesn't positively serve my mental health, then it is shifting me into mental illness. And that's a risk I'm no longer willing to take. Why? Because I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. All right. So while she thinks of her quote, when you're ready... (laughs) I wasn't even thinking about it because I was listening to okay. you and I liked okay. it. I like that actually. Yeah, um, so. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> I have a notebook with a whole bunch of like oh. quotes and stuff. But of course, now that I'm put on the spot, I don't even know what to say. Um, dang it. Why do you do this? The one that, that I just keep falling back on um, is something that I repeat to myself all the time. And sometimes I'm like, oh, you're so extra, you're so this. But no, it really does help me. And especially when I'm feeling at my lowest um, and it's uh, the Lord stood by her and gave her strength. That's one that always just comes in my mind and I I always say, um, he holds me up with his righteous or some, depending on what Bible you're reading, Victoria's Mm -hmm. right hand, uh, Isaiah 41, 10, I have it on my side, which is like, doesn't look like a tattoo kind of because you know got stretched out <laughs> during pregnancy i mean my tia used to have well what what did she used to have oh she used to have tweety bird oh, and, like, and then she tells us it looks like fucking big bird now <laughs> after five kids <laughs> i love that <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. I had to throw in some some jokes. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm glad to have you on. I'm glad we were able to do this. Um, it was a long time coming. I know we didn't do it in May, but you know it's never too late, especially to talk about mental health. So no, I'm really glad that you gave me this chance, and um, I'm so glad that I ever came across your page, your street parking page, and because you are like, you're amazing. You're everything that that you say, like you just stand strong to your beliefs and helping other women. And you're you, like you are you as you come, you're raw. Don't give a crap about anything that anyone else says. And I remember when I first came upon your page, I'm like, damn, like she's, I want to be like her. Like I want to <laughs> find, find that, that something and, 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 it's just something about you. you. You just radiate a whole bunch of positivity and you're not, it's not fake. Like you can tell someone's like, Hey, like just be happy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and you're just, you're you. And I, I love it. I love it. Everything that you, that you do and, and try all the messages that you try to put across. People are watching and they appreciate you just like I do. I, I still don't know how to respond. Um, I just get really like, <laughs> I gotta cry. I really, I, I, it, it, it's not arrogance. It's humbling. Um, cause I, I'm sure you could think of what you, you know, your past or like events in my life. And I'm like, how did I even get here? I was to the point where I pretty much almost lost my whole family because of mm -hmm. the shit show I was. And then I'm here and like, how is it like that we're changing lives? Um, but it really is like you grow, you overcome. You really, he holds you up with his righteous right hand, mm -hmm. but you also hold yourself up. Um, but I, I thank you, but you too, girl. Um, I, I love you. I love your energy. I, it's one of those moments where for example, really like her, I would have never, would have never guessed. Um, but the fact you are, and now you're a light and now you're okay with sharing what you're going through. Now that's powerful. So you over here telling me, but in reality, you're really speaking about yourself right now. You're not just speaking about me because you just did what other people wish they could do. Um, or, I want to be like her, but we all have it in us. It just takes courage. And once we take that one step and there's no, go there's no turning back because then you feel kind of like this liberating feeling. You're like, I just did that. That was me. And then it's like the response is what really gets that engine pumping that mm -hmm. those responses, the people coming in and the positive ones, there's always going to be some negative shit talker. That's just the way oh, yeah, the world is. Sure. But the positive uh, outcome is what keep, gets that engine flowing. And then you just like, there's no stopping now. Now your mind's just like working and it's like tunnel. It's not just tunnel vision, but like all these ideas surface. And then mm -hmm. you feel just, you feel the pieces inside building up. All, it's yeah. like Tetris inside. And it's like, okay, the blocks are coming up. Like, you know, you're able to maneuver better and like work with yourself and become one with yourself. So in reality, as you sit here talking about me, that really is you. It's you too. 
Um, Thank you. And, and, and I'm very proud of you. I'm proud of you for coming on, but really your posts, I'm proud of you for opening up and, you know, being a voice for those in the dark um, and those battling and being okay with the fact that you're not okay, but you're getting there and you're, you're trying uh, every single day and you're showing up for you and your family and really for everybody else because um, you're giving them a platform. So yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for having me. And um, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so with that being said, um, you guys can follow her at on IG uh, if you don't already. Jalapeno, right? Look, mm -hmm. why do I keep wanting to say, okay, so my, really quick, my parents <laughs> have a, um, they have, oh my gosh, a customer, one of their customers is Los Jalapenos. So every time I read your hashtag, your, your IG, I want to say Los Jalapenos chips and lifts but it's not that it's not it's not her it is <laughs> it's underscore jalapeno chips and lifts and she and also has a tiktok underscore. oh, oh yeah. four underscores okay at the bottom at the end right and then she also has a tiktok i appreciate you guys tuning in every week um again i appreciate you being on the podcast um and again if you are currently feeling any type of you know yourself better than anyone. And if you feel like you're in a rut, uh, change of mood, change of behavior, you're just not feeling like your normal self, um, seek help. It's okay. It's okay. Reach out. And I'm not saying you have to go to, um, your physician or a psychologist to get, you know, a prescription, seek help first through family and friends, you know, let your voice be heard. Um, if social media is something that you feel like you connect with and, um, get on, don't feel, don't feel like, people are going to bash you because I'm, I'm honestly, you guys, there's more people out there that are going to read that post and there's going to be more positive comments than negative. Uh, we tend to think that there might be negative comments that, oh, that's why they're going to come in flooding and I'm just going to creep in a hole. I guarantee you, you're going to get more positive than negative. Um, and if you not, if you don't come talk to me and I'll make sure I put everybody in their place for you. Um, I got your back homie, but, um, yeah but really don't be scared reach out seek help there's so many forms of help nowadays um just don't be scared take that leap T do it for yourself really um because you're enough you're worthy your existence is worthy there's a reason why you're here um, and we only get to live this life once so really just you know seek the help you need that way you're a better uh, and whole you at the end of the day so um Thank you guys for tuning in every week before we go and let me drop you guys some discount codes before i talk to elani some more i probably butcher that with my nasally freaking voice over here i'm trying not to like sound all nasally but and it's not gonna go away good all i'm not crying um first and foremost born primitive head on over I know their swimsuits are coming out, uh, VIP access. Um, if you guys didn't already sign up, cause this is coming out Thursday. So, I mean, if it, they haven't already launched, um, get your hands on some new swimsuits, some new 
fitness attire. Uh, they're my go-to. I love them. I love what they stand for. Very humanitarian, you know, military owned. Um, you know, they, they truly are, um, represent what, you know, the United States is or America. So head on over. There is a direct discount link. Now it's a little different. I said this the last podcast, but it's not an actual code anymore. What it is, it's the link. It saves, it allows you to save directly at checkout. So you'll see it pop out. <clears throat> you'll see it pop up, pop out, pop up on checkout when you're checking out. Um, so that is the direct link. I'll put it in the synopsis. It's also on my IG uh, link tree at Lincoln's underscore treasures. And then Wadden done. Save your hands from tearing. Uh, these grips are amazing. I haven't torn in a year, in almost a year, and I can finally say that. I was so excited about Murph. No tears. You can head it all over to Wad and Done and use Treasures 10 at checkout. And then for my headbands, now that I got my lashes done by Alejandra, my lash lash, my little butterflies. Girl. I really look like I really look even more paisa. Um <laughs> <laughs> you can head all over. <laughs> To Maven Threads. I love them. They soak up all my sweat. Well, mo on my face and my head area, but um, most of the time. But they do. They soak up all my sweat. You can head on over to Maven Threads, or you can just wear them with a cute outfit. I don't know. Whatever you prefer. But head on over. Use discount code SELFLOVEEFFECT. And that SELFLOVEEFFECT code is also, uh, you can use it on our SELFLOVEEFFECT site. Um, we have apparel gear. And it is made by me. Um, and I probably forget to say that all the time, but I do. I do the design through the packaging, small business. Okay. We put our heart and soul into it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then last but not least, if you don't like the taste of apple cider, get your gummies at goalie using at Lincoln's underscore treasures. And I got it right this week. All right, you guys. So thank you. Um, thank you to everyone that tunes in weekly. We love you guys. I love you guys. I hope you guys have a phenomenal rest of your week. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.